0: do I ever love those songs and Janet your playing just keeps getting more outstanding God bless you so much and hello everybody out there so today a very important teaching and it is a time to reconcile a lot of lost knowledge and mysteries that have never been entwined and untwined in the sense of being able to be reckoned with the minds and the knowledge and the understanding of the people of God. So these are great days. They're days of excitement. And if we were speaking scientifically, we would say the excitons are flowing. Well, our subject, of course, is about the distance to zero. And this thing of zero is far greater of extent than can really be imagined. To begin with, the sum total of zero cannot be mathematically equated. And it, of course, depends on the kind of zero that you're talking about. Of course, there are there are uh, things like the zero of zero. There's the power of zero. There's a God zero. There's zero array. There's super zero. There's perfect zero. Phototranslational zero. And just the small zero that has everything to do about physical things and the great zero that has to do about spiritual dimensional things. So we have all these different meanings of zero, because it is an absolutely important thing. And when we use the word absolute, there, of course, is absolute zero. And we talked about that last week, using the pattern or the parable of uh, absolute zero as it would refer to uh, the cold of below zero and that uh, you have to get to 273.15 degrees Celsius before you are at absolute zero. And many people say, oh, this is zero. I'm sure this is absolute zero, and there may be just a few degrees uh, below zero, but no, you've got to get to 273.15 degrees. And as we said last week, uh, to the latest that I have recollected and, and kept up with, It's never been able to be done in any of the laboratories of science or chemistry or biology that exist in the world today. And so absolute zero, that being physically an example of an absolute zero, which represents the perfect love of God, the perfect energy of God, and all of the outstanding things that... uh, exceed far, far beyond the imagination of of the human mind. So we have to keep all of these things in our thoughts in a very important way because they have application that is not uh, minor to think about or to look upon. And this application is uh, something that we're going to really get into today in this teaching of the distance to zero. How far are you from the great zero? The great zero of the perfect love of God. How far are you from the the love that the Bible says casts out? It casts out all fear. Do you have any fears? Do you have any anxieties? Are sometimes your depressions really an expression of fear? How far are you from that zero that absolute zero, that place in God that can cast out all fear. Well, interestingly, zero is a transcendental number. And this was discovered uh, by a mathematician in 1844. So some of these ideas aren't just, you know, brand new. Uh, There's Some very interesting uh, idioms and ideological inputs that have come about. So zero is in the Bible. Zero is big time in the Bible, but it's been part of the invisible Bible. We shared a little bit of this last week. We've got to continue on. One of the things that Cantor, who was a mathematician and scientist, got into was this thing about zero and um, he got into the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet which is Aleph and um, we're going to talk about that Aleph which is spelled in the English A-L-E-P-H a lot of people pronounce it Aleph instead of Aleph but, uh, he, he realized that, uh, that that, that number, that name was a transfinite, uh, number. And, uh, that he believed this, that whole revelation that he received about the zero was the result of God communicating to him. And out of that, of course, also came the transcendental number. So, in Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, 2220, oh, we have spelled right out when it's transliterated even within that text to the zero. We have it Z-E-R-O and followed after the accent, A. Ah. Now, ah is a, is an abbreviation for yah. And, and yah is part of the tetrakamatin, which are the, the four letters that are the secret, uh, letters of the pronunciation of the mystery name of God. As we begin to, uh, to get into this and understand this, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And we're going to talk about this word, olive. Uh, as we just get up the road a little bit. But we talked last week also about the cloven tongues and how that there was in that experience a, a 30-fold uh, experience. And then it graduated from the speaking in tongues to the entanglement clinging to a 60-fold and then into white silence to the 100-fold. And, um, when we get into all the different, uh, graduate, uh, escalating, uh, forms of, of zero in the Hebrew Strong's Dictionary, uh, we can add to that 2333, which is Zira, and that is also sometimes, uh, Z or Z E R A, uh, but not inclusively or conclusively said that way it could also be said uh, z e h accent r a h and uh, it it is a word that represents seed s-e-e-d so we've got zero there and it's very very important because as this represents seed it represents it in the sense Not in the human fashion that we think about uh, the seed of man, but it represents it in the sense of the source. That God is the source of all love. God is the source of all life. God is the source of all the word of the Holy Spirit. God is the source of the seed of all of that. So when we look at this word, uh, 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 zira or Zero Ah we are incorporating all of these awesome facts including the very name of Ah which is Yah abbreviated and all the meaning that that goes it goes on to and connects with and the idea of the planting of the seed uh, including uh, the in, in the word Ah um, Zara, uh, which is uh, 2332 of Strong's, um, uh, which is another uh, root-related number to these numbers I've been giving you, meaning the stretched-out arm of the everlasting God can include the word mighty, can include the word God-force, strength, and power. So, I find it awesome. I find it energizing. But let's carry this on. Uh, Let's talk about the first domain, the kingdom, abbreviation of domain. So when people talk about the kingdom of God, they're talking about the king's domain of God. And when we say the first domain, that's because in God, God is the first. And the first also uh, can mean one or oneness. So when we talk about the invisible God I am is the one and the only God over all gods. There are other gods, but there's only one God who is the God over all gods. All other spirit souls that are not God, and there's only one God, all other spirit souls are zeros. So how do these zeros gain... um, you know, infinity or gain soul aura. They gain it when they become a great zero. And a great zero um, lives or abides or is uh, connected to the presence of God. And and when you take God who is one, the, the one, and then your zero goes next to that one, you immediately become the minimum number 10. But as you become the collective part of all of the body, then many, many, many zeros keep adding on, and the number gets greater and greater and greater in the sense of your zero, but never changes in the sense of the one. So as we begin to understand that, when we put, uh, uh, you know, uh, next to God's one, any zero, uh, you know, those numbers of zero can be unlimited. And the number that they create can be unlimited. Now, by, by becoming a great zero, uh, you know, you can become a part of God's presence. But that zero neither adds nor subtracts from God I am. By being is a zero in God's presence, you do not add to him anything. You do not subtract from him anything. God is the all of the all. So every part of a part of any energy and anything in the first domain is all aleph or aleph. No fractions exist in the first domain. The name of the first domain is the domain of one. That has been the name that has been given manifestly uh, from the beginning of the receiving of the Holy Manifest. So as we begin to understand that, that you do not add anything to God. God is the all. But you, by being in His presence, have the benefit of being in a oneness with Him. And in a oneness with the body, which these zeros... Represent as they are put by the side of the one, which then makes them a greater and a greater multiplicity. Also, those that become co-owned to the invisible God um, via the hallowing, they do not add anything to go, to the invisible God or take from the invisible God, but they become one with God as angels of his presence. So, those are very, very important things uh, to know. Now, we've been talking about this um, documentary that we're, uh, we're planning on making. And I want to bless and praise the name of the Almighty God that uh, to be able to say that, that the money uh, is now promised and... Uh, uh, we have that on the board, and we know that we've got the money to be able to do this documentary. Uh, and I, I told you uh, last week that um, uh, in the mail out that uh, we would be revealing some uh, mysteries uh, and uh, uh, about you know this whole thing that that uh, is the subject of the distance to zero and some other things. Well. Today, I want to share with you um, what we intend to um, use as a beginning introduction uh, on our uh, film that will um, eventually, we believe, go uh, television international. And the subject of this uh, uh, international film, which is a documentary, will be called universe, worlds without end. Worlds without end, of course, is scripture of the Bible. Now, big subject today is um, aliens. And uh, and so if we just use the word aliens, because there's, you know, the seraphim and the cherubim, uh, the Arcturians, uh sons of Enoch, and then there are the... Uh, uh, the Lucifer, satanic uh, uh, angels, and uh, we could call all of these because they're not the same as the human beings that live on Earth. We could call them aliens. So let's just do that, and and then if you want to include any other kind of people that are uh, creatures or are lively uh, entities of the universe under the name aliens. You just satisfy yourself. But now aliens have figured out things about the universe by using more advanced equations based on their deeper technological measurements. Now this whole thing that we have here is going to be like the movie um, Star Wars when there was sort of like a scroll that was sort of going uh, somewhat uh, horizontally with a, a little bit of, a, uh, of an acclivity uh, out into space and then you would be reading it. Well, this whole thing will be read that I am going to present to you on this scroll. And, and, and start with uh, this very thing I mentioned about aliens. Aliens have figured out things about the universe by using more advanced equations based on their deeper technological measurement. Their obs- their observable range is different because they have knowledge that humans don't have. For instance, humans say that the speed of light is a constant speed, but very technically, the speed of light is not a 100% constant speed. Aliens um, travel through uh, superior, superior energy, uh, which I like to call spirit energy. I know that's a word that's just uh, in itself almost alien to some of the scientists, but they might as well get in the groove because this is one of the things, you know, they call it dark energy, dark matter, and and all kinds of other names and hypothetical. Uh, but sooner or later, they're going to have to realize that they as a human being have a spirit. And this thing of spirit has substance and reality. So aliens travel now. I'm throwing in some extra things that's not part of this rollout <laughs> of explanation. So it's not all going to be rolling out on the scroll. Aliens travel through the spirit energy, which is a kind of transit uh, only made available through a kind of antimatter energy. So, most of the and I'm, I'm breaking away now from this rollout. Most of the travel that we look at today, with airplanes and rockets and and spacecraft, is all dealing uh, with the limits that you have uh, of, uh, this, of the speed of light or near the speed of light that can cause you to be forced into dematerialization and and uh, but a totally different thing is available if, in, in, if instead of traveling into the matter realm you travel through the spirit realm and now don't get mixed up and put this just into a spiritual uh vernacular uh where you know just is some kind of a spiritual aspect but i'm talking about that there is an aspect of the spirit uh that can be used literally and and uh we will uh understand that when in zephaniah i think it is uh that it talks about um uh how that the uh the spirit Uh, is made uh, by the body is formed or rather in the body so uh, we got to see there's some connections there of the spirit in certain levels that are not in the same uh, relational aspect as when we're trying to talk about something that is spiritual meaning that it has more sacredness to it more holiness uh, and uh, more redeeming power however you want to put it okay so then um Aliens travel through this uh, special energy, which is a kind of transit that is only made available through a kind of antimatter energy. Uh, we're making that comparative in the matter realm, uh, so that that you can better understand it. Now, if we were to think of a another comparative, we could think about. neutrinos uh, neutrinos uh, uh, come from the sun uh, there's other uh, uh, sources of their uh, creation uh, and they transfer through matter at near the speed of light as though matter was just space that is of course a very very interesting thing as we begin to see how that there is provided for different kinds of uh, of um, existence um, that have a particular name and that are categorized uh, in in a sameness of way uh, to travel at different speeds than other things necessarily travel. Now, when we start talking about the similar effect of antimatter energy of the kind I am referring to, it alone does not fulfill the equation necessary to transit through spirit energy and and incur a spirit uh energy ratio to ratio gain on momentum now that part that i just read is part of the scroll rollout uh and i'm going to read that again because that's pretty important the similar effect of uh, antimatter energy of the kind i am referring to uh, alone does not fulfill the equation necessary to transit through spirit energy and incur a spirit energy ratio to ratio, racial to ratio gain on momentum so that by going through this spirit uh, energy uh, transit there is this gain on momentum that occurs which then uh, allows uh, allows the vehicle uh, which is also partly spirit uh, as we've described it uh, in the revelation of uh, uh, some of these last few weeks and teachings, uh, to gain on momentum. All right. Now, there is required, in addition to being in a in a kind of antimatter state, uh, to also um, be in a tuning uh, which compliance grants the ratio-to-ratio gain on momentum and position. Now, we shouldn't think oddball about this because dark energy and dark matter, the scientists say, covers 90.4% of the universe. That only leaves 9.4% of the universe, that is the known universe, that scientists are dealing with. So we have 90.4% of the universe, uh, uh, which is the energy makeup of most all of the universe. Once we begin to understand that, we begin to say, hey, nobody should question even this thing about spirit energy or superior energy or whatever other name that you might want to give it because there's so much possibility even in the idea of dark energy uh, which is over 70 percent they say of of, uh, the makeup of the universe all right let's go on with the scroll that was a part of it except for all the explanation in between now earth's human scientists have viewpoints and hypotheses uh, which are matters of their perception as best understood regarding the macro versus the micro of physics, which in their understanding and estimates relates to the known universe, which by their own claim is only, as I said earlier, 9.6% of its existence. So we're beginning to... Get this revelation of this presentation. I'm going to then sort of end it by saying I want to photo transitionally and photo translationally propose advanced concepts that will clarify the much that is needed to be known about the unknown universe. This view will not be limited to linear travel, but rather streaming with phototranslation energy, which is so fast, it is relative to instantaneous events. Now that is a lot of information, as I promised you. Now, let's take this a little bit further. And I want to get into this thing about zero some more. You know, how important is zero? Well, how important do you think that the Jewish alphabet is? I think that it is quite an important uh, alphabet. There's 22 letters in it. And if you horizontally add the two plus the two, you get four. And that four then uh, gives us all of the four directions of the whole earth world. And and it is relational to the cross because the cross also had those four points, you know, uh, which a person could say were the four directions that, uh, that covered uh, the Y and the X coordinates of all of the earth. Now, the Hebrew language begins... With the letter called Aleph. And the letter. Letters 1 to 10. Now they have letters that go 1 to 10. And then after that. uh, You know. and, And let's think about 1 to 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. And then 10. Gives you the first letter. In the sequence. Of these letters that represent numbers. Now you get. At that minimum number, you get your first zero. Then it goes from 11 to 19, which is another nine letters. So we have 10 plus 9, which is 19. Now, this 11 is very, very important. So we have these, these, these next 10, and, and it, it's so important to see how this whole thing uh, works because it, it, it is what uh, reveals more zeros and it reveals these more zeros in a very unusual way. So um, uh, when we look at um, at those those letters we get 11 12 13 14 15 16, 17, 18, 19. So we had, the 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 which were the 10 and then we have the, the we have the uh, the 11 that that go like that but now hang and hold here as we we begin to look at these nine if we take those nine 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 if we take those 9 and we'd start with 11. Now, when we horizontally add 11, not column wise, of 11 over the 12, over the 13, over the 14, etc., etc., but when we, when we add it as each digital number value that is side by side and we take 11, we get 1, 2. Now, the minute that you get one, two, the the Hebrew automatically then adds a zero. So that the eleven number in the Hebrew, by adding it one and one equals two, and you add the zero, is relative then to the number twenty. Then you take the next number of the nine, number, tw- number twelve. And you add the 1 and the 2, and you get a 3. Then in the Hebrew, you add a 0. And you've got 30. So it becomes, the 12 becomes relative to 30. When you go to 13, you go 1 and 3, 3 is 4, and you add a 0, you got 40. Uh, when you go to fifteen, you add the one and the five you to uh, seventeen, you add the one and the seven, you got eighty, uh, you go to eighteen, you got to add the one and the eight and you've got ninety and you add the one and the and the nine and because in the one to ten you already have one zero, then when you get to the one and nine, In this case, when it's in the column of 19, not representing just the one singular and the nine singular, but representing the dual uh, uh, in a horizontal uh, uh, way in which each number is individually uh, added together uh, for its value, giving you 19, then that gets two zeros, and it becomes 100. So then uh these numbers that we have like that are what give you all of, of the numbers of such that you that you need so we we we've, we've got like 17 18 and 19 gives us 80 90 and 100 i i just find that so absolutely interesting with this whole thing with the zeros and then when we take the 20 we go beyond the 19, then we, because we already have one zero, we add another zero, and it gives us the 200. 21, 2, and 1, and we add a zero to that, we get 300. 22, we get 400. Uh, it's absolutely awesome. It's absolutely awesome. That gives us 900. We add the 1 through 9, and that equals 100. We add the 100 column-wise to the to the 900, and that gives us a thousand, which is what the the olive, the first letter means. The first letter means 1,000 means ox head, and 1,000 it is the number of, of of Christ. Okay, we're breaking Janet Lee at the organ. And I'll thank you again, gently. <laughs> yeah, I caught you before you were quite finished with your number there. But, ah, I just get so enthralled. I, I thank you so much. Okay, here we go, folks. Now, we were just talking about this ox head and, and uh, you know, olive. Um, in Hebrew Strong Concordance, 505, an ox head, it describes... That being the first letter of the alphabet, which is Aleph. And you find that in 505 and the first letter of the alphabet equaling 1,000. Uh, you also find it in associate uh, root numbers of 503 from 505, which means to make a thousandfold to bring forth thousands. Uh, so that is really, really super. Now this gentleman, this mathematic math scientist, Uh, who uh, was uh, so awesome in all that he was uh, saying and doing uh, with his um, insight into these um, uh, uh, numbers that that he was calling transcendental. Um, He came up with the idea that in his set theory that there wasn't, you know, that infinity wasn't just... A one-time thing that there was infinity of infinities, and and uh, you know that all has some manifest uh, revelation to it. Uh, and then uh, he he mentions that algebraic numbers are countable, but transcendental numbers are uncountable. So these are just really interesting things that are well worth you know, talking about, looking at, considering, you know, and uh, and now one of the thing we might say, someone would say, well, you know, if they didn't have the zero, what did they use? Well, you know, zero is just a word. So uh, there was words that they used like aleph, aleph not, N-A-U-G-H-T, not, and uh, that stood for zero or, or aleph or Olaf Null in U L L, and then if you want to talk about the Great Zero, well, you could call it, uh, you know, the the uh, uh, the, the the lot L O T, uh, meaning like in the Bible, there's the perfect lot. So if you call it the perfect lot, that could be the the Great Zero. Uh, so uh, the name Zero, however, uh, is in the Bible, as I have shown you. Uh, and and it has meanings and and uh, from translational uh, words of uh, of Hebrew. So just keep these things within the bounds of your revelation and don't let it be lost to you. The transcendental, the the infinitesimal, uh, and the fact that whether it's a, a cardinal number or or, or or an ordinal number, uh, you know, um, a lot of these numbers uh, in their um, uh, positions, uh, whether they're in a, a series or sets, uh, uh, you know, they don't have the importance of being tuned into the to the uh, ultimate transcendental uh, uh, as we are trying to provide now. I want to to take a, a backward step. It's not really a backward step, but I mean, let's call it that, going back into studies. In the 19th chapter of the book of Psalms, uh, starting with verse 1, and um, I, I want to go over this because this is so important. This verse is so important to understand. So when we say, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiworks. There will be, I'm sure, someone that will look up the words "heaven," "heavens," and they'll find the Hebrew 8064. And when they read that, um, it will sound like uh, lofty sky, and and uh, the the earth and the habitation uh, inhabited earth and they will think in terms that well this isn't even talking about the universe this is only talking about the earth and its atmospheres but i i i want to really cover that so that we understand that when we put this into the vernacular of it representing uh, the universe uh, number one you have to understand that the Earth and the solar system is a part of the universe. So just by the aspect that the Earth and the solar system is a part of the Earth, including the Sun and the Moon, then when we are talking about the Earth uh, and we are talking about what it is related to as a whole, we are incorporating the aspect of the universe. But if if we want to look at this thing contextually, uh, on a scriptural basis, that is available too. Um, okay, for instance, um, um, we 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 can look at, um, at at some some very very important insights, and and we can look where um, uh, we get into. Isaiah thirteen ten, and where it talks about the lofty sky, and it is also eighty sixty four, and that is uh, so very very important because um, uh, it's the same the same n- number, it's the same reference number. So let me let me just read this to you and i want i want you to really get this and you people who are teachers out there uh really get this you know because it's it's a big part of of revelation in revel in isaiah say thirteen four or pardon me thirteen ten. it says for the stars of heaven now the same word for heaven used here that was used in Psalms nineteen verse one, only plural, but still the same word, and was interpreted under the Hebrew term found in the dictionary Hebrew word eighty sixty four. It's the same word interpreted in that where it says heaven in Isaiah thirteen ten. Being also 8064. But note the importance of the context. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. Now, stars and constellations, you do understand that in our atmosphere, in our sky above the earth, there exist no stars no constellations because if they did exist in our sky even the sun of course doesn't exist there if they did exist there our earth would not exist so now we have proof that when it uses this particular word it is actually incorporating the meaning and the definition of the universe because the fact that the stars of the heaven and the constellations are involved in that particular heaven which is the same word description found in, in Hebrews 80.64 which also proves that whole concept that the earth being a part of the universe so that when we read in Psalms 19 verse 1 the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth its handiwork it's talking about the stars, and it's talking about all of the various figures that are up there, you know, like the dragon, and uh, like 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 uh, you know our our the the various other uh, uh, figures that represent Christ and and that represent uh, various of uh, the various story uh, of the fallen angels, and and it's all up there written in the sky. Uh, so it says, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork, day and day utter his speech, night and night showeth mercy. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. So when we look at this and we get the under this understanding of their line is gone out through all the earth, covers the earth, and their words to the end of the world, then we see that even though this is using Hebrew eighty three ninety eight, that is talking about the earth as it is a part of the universe, because that connects it to to having the same heaven that is described in Psalms nineteen one as being part of the firmament of, of also of the earth but also being a part of the heavens of the universe where the stars shine. So that then in this uh, uh, reckoning, where we read this in, in uh, Psalms 19, we realize then that it's talking about the earth as a part of the universe. So their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the universe. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun. This understanding about the cosmos, this understanding about the universe, this understanding about all of these deep-rooted things that we are sharing with you, is a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth, as a strong man to run the race. That was verse 5. And further, His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and His circuits unto the end of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. This scripture is so powerful in Psalms 19. It connects the signs that are the glory of God that are in the firmament of the heavens. It connects the language, like day unto day utters speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. And then we get this revelation their voice uh, of their voice and the speech. And then notice that we have within this context both the singular and the plural. Their, T-H-E-I-R, line line 4 of Psalms 19, their line is gone out. We have a plurality showing that the ministry of this line going out, it's not lines, but their line, showing possession, showing creativity, there is the angels, the gods that, that God used to make the heavens and the earth. Then the credit still goes to God as though he did it all, even though using them. In verse 6, when it then makes it a singular, when it says his going forth is from the end of heaven and it circuits to the end of it. So that we see that even though these angels, these these sons of, of God, angels, who are called gods, our creators making the 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 uh, the earth and, 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 and the heavens that there is this awesome important revelation that it is all coming from the singular uh, from from the going forth of the Holy Ghost that is giving them the dynamics the force, the energy to do what they are doing in their creativity of spirit to spirit. Now, that is a very important teaching that I did right there because when people go to Psalms and they start using their interpretation of 8064 to mean just the earth without using the understanding of that you cannot take one scripture alone. You have to take the contextuality that ties in to the many different scriptures of the Bible. That is absolutely very, very important. So, when we taught last week about other bodies and other tongues, not of this world, we begin to see that, as it describes it in the Old Testament, that we are, u- we are learning a new language, a new language that is knowledge of God. We are learning a new way to, to rightly divide the Word of God because we are beginning to see in the Word of God uh, places in the Word of God that have been hidden uh, from uh, the general public and that God through the holy manifest Word is making to be known to those who are hungry for the, for the truth and we understand as it is written in John 18:36 when Jesus said my kingdom is not of this world and and when in John 15:19 referring to the disciples which they were representative of us you are not of this world and and then we shared with you First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty five. Some men will say, How are the dead raised up, and with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die, and that which thou sowest thou sowest not the body that shall be, but bare grain, it may chance of wheat or some other grain. And, and at verse 40 there are celestial bodies bodies terrestrial the glory of the celestial is one the glory of the terrestrial is another verse 41 one star differeth from another in glory now as we get into those differentiations one star differeth from another we see then the revelation of the different levels and, and of the different degrees of the zero and the different uh, scale of coordinates and all those things are tied into the, into that uh in galatians forty five twenty five in the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory you know, there's some incredible things that that you know uh, when we look at all the 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 punishment and the judgment and the destructive things it makes it's very difficult for people to understand how that there can be a justification that can forgive people of all their sins and and, and can redeem them. Uh, but it, it, it is just awesome you know and uh, so when in Isaiah 51 15 through 16 it says I am the Lord of hosts I have put my words seed in thy mouth and covered thee in the dark pavilions that I may plant the heavens and prove therefore the foundations of the earth when I say unto Zion thou art my people M.I.V. okay <clears throat> Just a little bit of a review there to help uh, our people so that they uh, do not miss out on uh, on remembering these things. And uh, we remember how that uh, all the measurements that were going on, like in Ezekiel 45 through 48, 41 through uh, 1 through uh, 41, 1 through 15, and, and in chapters 42 and 47, how that... Uh, we have the the um, measuring of the gates, and 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 uh, they would measure from gate to gate a hundred cubits. That that's, ladies and gentlemen, has a special uh, ingredient of deep revelation in it. It's not just not just minor, uh, you know. And when we see in uh, in Ezekiel forty three ten, a thousand cubits. Uh, measurement of the different levels of the waters Um, there you know this scripture would have been a good one to put in my recent uh, post that I did in uh, you know Facebook so these things must be understood and we must not forget John 3.34 John 3.34 that the spirit can be measured that is so important And all the scriptures like Zechariah two one, The man with the measuring stick to measure Jerusalem. Revelations 1-2 through The measuring of the temple of God. Revelations 21.15 The measuring of the city. Four square. The 144,000. Revelations 21.17 According to the measure of a man that is of the angels. I read all of this last week but you can't let it slip from your mind. This whole thing is throughout the Bible of the measurements. And it ties in to the uh, 19th chapter of the book of Psalms. In Luke 8, 11, it says, the seed is the word of God. Greek, and Strong's, 4703, the seed is the word of God. See? And, and the line, of course, we find that the line also represents the word of God, because when uh, the Psalms 19 uh, scenario that I've give, given you is translated in Romans 10.18, we find that that, uh, that the, the word uh, line is changed to sound and the word sound meaning word therefore the seed is the word then the line is 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 also the word and the seed and and uh we just have pure scripture for it there's no doubt about it now some other very interesting things that tie into this word uh line is the word soundtron, you know as is, is in addition to the word uh, seed and uh, we also find that uh that associated terms uh, found in Hebrews Strong's Concordance uh, sixty nine uh, sixty uh, is kawah uh, uh, is is an associated word to kawah, and you find that with Hebrews uh, Strong 61, uh, sixty nine sixty one and sixty nine sixty kawah uh, also kawah a they uh, a measuring cord a line but this is also tied into the word uh, in an associated way of of kawa. and so we've got you know in those terms uh, you know as expressed in Isaiah 40, 31 uh, the meaning of wait upon the Lord which is also kawa. But in those other terms I've given you, it also incorporates line, cord, thread, and even fringe, uh, as in uh, Strong's Concordance 6978, uh, having that influx of the term kawa. So uh, we won't just carry that forth to its uh, fullest uh, meaning, but we just want that to, to be foremost in your mind for what is coming up the road then we talked also last week about the 30 fold, the 60 fold, the 100 fold I mentioned it a little bit today uh, Psalms seventeen fifteen. literal people, nations, kingdoms, tongues human key, key patterns uh, that being 30 fold, 60 fold deliverance, salvation plan war uh, of the good and evil watcher, angels, principalities against principalities uh, get into the War of the Thrones, uh, especially coming up in the the far future, the War of the Throne Cosmocrator, and the Ancient of Days, and all the hundredfold meaning that that will ha- have as we start plotting the Universal Lattice Ladder. So, so um, the Great Zero. Uh, it's what we are ultimately aiming for. We have to overcome the small zero. And uh, we have to to uh, to understand all of the applications that these things mean, uh, how that the line is measure and sound and sound equals voice and word and and uh, the word equals seed and seed equals source. God I am the all of the all. And the absolute uh, equals the absolute, which is the pure love energy, equals the absolute zero, which is the blue perfect beyond all perfections, uh, and the ultimate absolute one, followed by zeros uh, without any limit. And uh, so we we need to be excited about these things. And I hope this is all settling in on you, like it needs to settle in on you uh, because uh, the, there are patterns that are 60-fold and 30-fold and 100-fold. And um, we remember uh, and, and that teaching, and we've got to just rim it up again a little bit, uh, you know, there's the pattern of the holy articles, the pattern of, uh, of those things that were used uh, in the worship, uh, which were 30-fold, uh, and then there's the pattern which the Lord God had shown uh, in uh, you know uh, on, on the mount of Psalm 68 which is when all of the uh, the the angels and, and the Ziths uh, were revealed and Moses was taken up uh, no doubt into to one of those Ziths to meet with uh, Yahweh or Yahweh as some people call it and, uh, and then how the, those patterns in that mount, uh, you know, uh, which is Psalm sixty sixty eight, 68, I think it is, are so important uh, to, to fulfill in your knowledge. And uh, he, uh, Hebrews nine twenty three, the patterns of the things in the heavens should be purified with these. So that we have the proof there that these patterns that have been given while they have great amplitude and great, uh, uh, you know, use, uh, they're not the highest. And that's why we've got the 30-fold, the 60-fold, and then the 100-fold. So the, the scriptures are very, very clear uh, when we, we see their apl- application. So let's take this uh, to to uh, the next uh, point uh, that we we want to take it, just remembering uh, the teachings that we did recently on the winds and how that these winds that strove on the great sea uh, were depicting the war that's going on uh, between the, um, the, the Zams, which are represented by the forces dark, and the Ziths, which are represented by the forces of light. And uh, that uh, the scriptures, when it talks about the wings uh, of the wind and mounting up on the wings of the wind as, as though we were eagles uh, all were revelations uh, that, that uh, start in the 30 uh, fold revelation and then the 60 fold revelation go up to the 100 fold revelation and all, all tie in to even other terms uh, associated with the word winds like whirlwinds in which, in 2 Kings 2 1, Elijah was taken up by a whirlwind. And, and uh, uh, all those scriptures that are so evident, uh, you know, and even the experience that Ezekiel had in Ezekiel 1 4, of a whirlwind coming out of the north, a great cloud of fire unfolding itself, a brightness of amber, and all the meanings that, if that was to be, uh, you know, ticked off one explanation at a time, uh, would be quite a good-sized pamphlet. So everything is, is moving at a velocity that uh, is just absolutely ex- exciting. Um, First Corinthians 13, one, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, uh, if you're going to do that, you've got to have charity, which is a agape love, a deep kind of love. But, but we're certainly to- told that we, we, by the Holy Spirit, can speak in almost any language that exists on earth, and that we can also speak in languages uh, that are other tongues and other bodies, not of this world, such as the tongues of angels. And we must not forget these teachings. We must keep them right up to the top. And then we also got into this thing about the appearance of the man Gabriel how that he appeared like a man but he actually was a was an archangel and how that people in Hebrews uh, uh, that was in Daniel 8:15 through 16 and then in Hebrews 13:2 uh, uh, how that we sometimes entertain angels unaware because they are in a certain kind of appearance that we don't recognize them as being an angel you know and then we also shared Judges 13:18 through 20 how that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar, uh, Mark sixteen twelve. Jesus appears in other forms, the transfiguration, uh, Matthew seventeen two and Mark nine two, in which there was a photo translation uh, to uh, Moses and Elijah. Just incredible things that you don't want to forget, that you don't want to uh, lo- lose out on because. They are utterly important. Now, just in the way of repeat, uh, I shared with you last uh, week, I believe it was, about this article that came out on dinosaurs. And I read it to you, in fact. Scientists have mapped out uh, how a group of fearsome, massive dinosaurs evolved and shrank to the likes of robins and hummingbirds. Uh, compare fo- comparing fossils of 120 species and 1,500 skeletal features, especially thigh bones. Um, researchers constructed a detailed family tree for the class of two-legged meat eaters called theropods. Uh, that suborder of dinos survives to this day as birds, however unrecognizable and improbable it sounds. Um I want to share with you this thing about this minimalization of things, uh, how things turn to be small, and, and, uh, uh, and the meaning of that. Like, for instance, in the Seven Thunders uh, Manifest Chronicles before Genesis, um, it talks in this way. Um, insights, like a song in the night, page, this, page 61, continue to come into my mind. These insights, which sometimes seemed like a living storybook, I have conveyed as similitudes and parables. So it was I began to write the parables of the Alpha constructions. Many manifold spans of se- se- secessions ago, there came to be worlds of awesome physical orders. Which worlds and orders existed prior to the founding of the first domain? In that great, great past, those world dimensions of living alpha and constructions were called inner alpha orders, because the presence of I am was represented in the physical world through spiritual accents. These dimensions of the inner alpha orders were so extensively diversified from later to be universal scales that we had, they would appear to address the infinitesimal and the inverse. Only during the inner Alpha orders did the invisible ultimate I am ever dwell in M's first presence as spiritual accents among unascended life forms. Now, um, this is pretty interesting because basically uh, in string theology, uh, see, theology is not the word, in string string, um, theory is the word, Uh, they have come up with all these different uh, universes. And uh, many of them are supposed to be very finite, very small. But we, many, many long years ago, before any of that uh, particular aspect of string math came out, we wrote about, uh, and although it was put in this book at a later date, it was uh, information that came at a many, many long years ago Uh, when the Holy Manifest was being received and uh, we talk about those dimensions that existed now some people will say well you know there's nothing in the Bible on anything like that actually that is incorrect there is let's look at Luke 18 um, and let me just share with you 1820 25 Uh, 1820 25 of, of Luke. <clears throat> Let's see if I've got the right right first here. Just one moment. That went too far. Yeah. Getting too uh, excited here. All this energy is coming out and turning three or four pages instead of one or two. Okay, so here we go. Luke 18 25. For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, when we start talking about a camel, and it's easier for a camel to go through a a needle's eye, and we know we are talking about a dimension that is not uh, in any way uh, possibly in man's mortal thinking capable of ever being possible to go through a needle's eye. We are talking about the fact, though, that uh, the needle's eye is said it would be easier for those kind of things to happen than it would be to deal with spiritual acceptance of people that had given their whole heart to, say, money and the love of money. That, that that is dealing with such a contrary that there are things that can exist in the needle of the eye mentality and in this needle of the eye mentality you've got the needle and you've got the eye and there is a whole sermon i could i could spend hours preaching on about uh, the the tie in uh, of the needle itself to the revelations uh, that are given uh, given in the Old Testament in Exodus of uh, the various knitting of the needle and all the various things that represent it in the the blue the purple and the scarlet and and uh, and all the stitchings and how that ties in as part of the revelation of this particular needle and how that the needle's eye ties in not only as an, as an aperture uh, of space that is different, uh, d- uh, differentiated dimension-wise, but, but that by the name of eye, it is an eye that opens into the scene of another dimension uh, so that the eye has a relative uh, application just from that sense. Uh, this same parable was also given in matthew nineteen twenty four and mark ten twenty five so we have here then something as huge as a camel being easily able to be reduced to the sequential sequential aspect of being the size of a needle's eye now when then in the scriptures here we talk about these uh, dimensions. Uh, that were very very small that existed in the uh, prior inner alpha ages before there was even the first domain and before there were any of the universes then we can understand that especially if I had the time to elongate the understanding and the revelation of the needle's eye that there is scripture and most importantly that scripture given by Jesus Christ. Now we can see then that Lucifer Satan is not just stupid. In fact, it lists him uh, in in Isaiah and in Ezekiel as being not only incredibly intelligent, but very beautiful and having, uh, you know, exquisite knowledge and the sum of which uh, there was not really any comparatives uh, to match up against him on some of those scores. It is very important then to realize that when Lucifer Satan, who's involved, <clears throat> who's, who was involved in the creation of the dinosaurs, decided to protect them by shrinking them into other kinds of critters and taking away, you know, various things like, the, uh, like for instance, take chickens, take away their teeth. Okay, they found out when they when they were uh, doing special investigation on the embryos of eggs that were laid by chickens, which is a small chicken in the embryonic stage, that uh, by taking very close scrutiny biologically with uh, scanning uh, and magnifying devices, that they discovered that those chickens actually uh, have available in their genes, uh, teeth. And they found a way to actually cause for a temporary time some of those teeth uh, to begin to be formed in the embryo. So that there are all kinds of aspects that are there in the chicken, in the birds, even the hummingbird perhaps, all of these different sized birds and bird critters uh, of the possibility to fulfill uh, the teachings uh, that we did called back code and we shared the back code with you how that uh, that was uh, put into place by uh, uh, Lucifer Satan uh, so that that uh, the revelation of it then was made known to us but wasn't meant to be emphasized on the first level basis, but be available uh, so that the people of the deeper minds could understand it. And we shared that with you in the past. uh, Strong's Concordance 1471, uh, 1465, 1460, 1475, 1458, uh, and and, uh, additional uh, scriptures, all showing where that this revelation of back uh, the the code to go back to to uh, in other words um, uh, to reverse uh, the the order to shrink and to to turn that around and 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 it became a command that was there waiting uh, to to uh, be reversed when that day when that time would ever be uh, ready or uh, necessary and, and to bring them back to what they once, once were. So um, um, so, so um, uh, anyway, I just wanted to go over that uh, uh, I, again uh, because those things are so important. I, I, I'm going to repeat some of these things different times because without repeating it, you're just not going to, to remember them. And and I remember also how I did the teaching in Dan seven eight about the first three root horns and and when we were talking about uh, you know the various uh, plant plant plantings of genetics that uh, Lucifer Satan had done uh, which incorporated the tares and wormwood and the gogs and and uh, and other such instances of that as that. So, uh, we, 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 just, we just know these things are so extremely important. Uh, they just must not be missed. Now, last week, I shared with you, you know, uh, this awesome revelation of um, S-E-E plus D-E plus L-T, or if you put it in uh, times... Uh, then it could be SEE times DE2 superscript squared times, uh, LT equaled universe. And, um, we, um, we explained, uh, that, um, the, uh, the C, was spirit energy effect, that the DE was domatron from the word domain, first domain, uh, e- uh e- effect, and uh, the um uh, l t was from uh latteutian trajectories um we we want to um you know we want to take that just a little further here before we get into dismissal because uh you know i, I i'm just with all the things we need to keep uh repeating it's sort of scary to see how we're ever going to get caught up and get ahead uh, with the time that it takes to, uh, to really manifest all of these, these revelations. Uh, it is uh, not to be missed uh, that, that uh, when we do a simple kind of, um, of example like this, which is a formula that is not quite as simple as it might sound by looking, because when we look at the at the point where we're talking about uh, dromaton velocity squared uh, we have to realize that there are four sections that that comes into and that uh, each of these sections is a uh, is a, a vortex and uh, that each one of these vortexes, you have the, 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 the vortex of time and, and uh, you start to getting into all these uh, different vortexes uh, in addition to the, to the vortex of time. And I, I just, uh, you know, will hope to share these with you next week so we expand this revelation, you know, of the, uh, of, the, of the meaning of this new formula that we've given you. I want to, you know, also expand a little more on the Merkabah, and uh, and how important that is, and the um, apparition body uh, that is sometimes used uh, you know uh, almost like a a phantom and uh, all those kind of meanings and and the different uh, entanglement uh, aspects of quantum consciousness uh, in the uh, different applications uh, we talked about the uh, the uh, integral domains. We talked about the uh, uh, the dislocation uh, replacements. Um, wow, there is just so much. Uh, I guess we're going to have to take a break here and just stop for the for today, uh, and just finish up uh, next uh, next week. Uh, we uh, the truth marches on. I want to thank God for these teachings and that they are going to change the world. They are going to change the world. And the book, The Seven Thunders, and I close with this, on the back of it it is written, sometimes a book is written that just by being written can change the course of the world. This is such a book. I think that that will, will well and can apply to this thing of the documentary film that we want to put on television. I think that it would have a broad uh, uh, range of being able to reach out to multi-millions of people and make a total difference of people that would be looking for the books and the, and the broadcasts and the word of God and I want to thank all of you uh, who have put up these huge figures for us to be able to finish the um, uh, like like this awesome uh, star rise, which is we're just we're just very short uh, getting ready to turn that over to the uh, printer. And I want to thank you for those finances and you people that send in. Fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, and and other uh, quantities of money. Uh, I want to thank you for what that does. It helps us to pay the domains, but it also helps uh, to to uh, supply uh, you know myself and my family because we have to live. And when we are, when I'm spending my time day and night, you know, just sometimes getting only three or four hours sleep. I don't have time to go out and work any other job. I'm totally just working on, on the, you know, the the word and Gentile for people. And so when you put in those amounts, you know that does provide money for us to have, you know, gas in the car, food on the table, pay our rent. And we thank you so much for that. And we thank you for your prayers. We do not take them for granted. God bless you and keep you. We'll be talking to you again, Lord willing. God bless you.